Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Today to the program, I welcome conscious comedian Stevie Ann Pettit. And let me just tell you a little bit more about her before I bring her on the line. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today. So as a conscious comedian and a published author, Stevie Ann takes a comedic approach to conscious living, empowering others to live prosperously in their passion and purpose while lightening up enlightenment. A former group home and state-owned youth, Stevie Ann is especially passionate about mentoring youth and encouraging them to live as the greatest expression of self. Welcome to the Jam Session, Stevie Ann. Thank you, Craylin. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited because we, we've been kind of stalking each other on Facebook for a few months. <laughs> and- <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> And the funny thing is we, we live in the same town, we know a lot of the same people, um, mm-hmm. and we've even spoken at the same venues. It's like it's, it, we've been, it's just crazy how the universe works and brings people together. So I am so excited to finally virtually meet you, and hopefully we'll meet in person someday, but we'll start here. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. I'm honored. Thank you. And yeah, I'm sure we will definitely see one another very soon. Absolutely. <laughs> So I would love, I mean, there's so much juicy stuff in what I just read about you. And so <laughs> I'm going to just throw it to you to say, like, what part of your story do you want to share today about how you've been able to get out of your own damn way? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's almost like I have to thank you for even giving me the opportunity to do so because I do attend a healing arts school and I'm towards the latter end of it, and the entire time this past two years, I haven't been going deep into my story, if you will, my childhood, my adolescence. I haven't been going there because I am a little bit, um, I guess, just kind of focused on not telling the story so much and focusing more on what that has transitioned into. However, there is there is something important about what we've come from and what we've grown out of and into, and so essentially bringing up the fact that I was a group home youth and and a state-owned child and adolescent from 12 to 17 years old, um, you know, it's interesting because I look back now and I realize that during that time frame, that was really where a lot of my comedy came into play, and that's where um, my play came into play. That is where I learned that humor was probably one of the most healing Mm. uh, medicines, you know, in existence. So um, it's interesting because I I don't talk about the story too much, but it is important to have a a, a balance and to appreciate where we came from. That way we can inventory how far we've come. And I totally agree with that. You know, um, as this series has kind of grown over the last few months, I've had Mm -hmm. to kind of look at that too. And one of the things that I talk with my clients about and one of the things that this series highlights is that we all do have a story. Um, but I get where you're coming from, that we don't want to kind of stay stuck in the story. We don't want to wallow in the story. We don't want to be victimized by whatever we've gone through. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think what I really um, hope for this series, and, and I see it happening already in just the short time it's it's been um, on air, is that it's really about the transcendence and really about right. those lessons. Because, I mean, honestly... And, and I almost hate to say this because, you know, this is part of my whole spiel, but the story, the actual details of our stories don't matter. And I say right, that with the right. utmost respect, but what of matters course. is how we have gotten through it. Yeah, the response, mm-hmm. how we show up to, you know, how we, how we show up in the plot, you know, and, and when we kind of take on this hero's journey, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and don all of our gifts and graces, and then we. Because the big thing is adversity. It's when we triumph through that adversity. So yes. the adversity is important because then we appreciate that much more the triumph, you know. So just but not living in it, still appreciating it though. So it's wonderful right. to even be asked about the story because I can sit here in a moment, even now humbly and kind of process. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes to think, gosh, you know, I really don't talk about this all too often, but. That is where I came from, and and when I look and I reflect back, it really was humor and having this kind of sassy, punny mm-hmm. relationship with all the different people that I lived with and and all the different, I guess, environments that I was in. Mm-hmm. That really got me through quite a bit. Oh, I bet. I mean, I I can't even imagine. Um, and you know, part part of all of our stories, um, I, I think it is important to tell our story because other people can connect with pieces of it. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of on the flip side. So if anyone out there is listening, if you've grown up in the system, if you've lived in group homes, if you've had that kind of struggle in your life, then you're mm-hmm. going to probably relate so well to Stevie Ann. Whereas someone who maybe went through different struggles would relate with someone else. So right, that's yeah. why I love having this platform to give everybody, because everyone's story, well, while I said the details aren't as important, everyone's story is valid, and everyone's story deserves a voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, how that kind of transitioned over time was I, I've always kind of been the, the joker, if you will, the comedic, you know, mm-hmm. energy of the bunch. And I didn't realize, though, that that was a gift. I still kind of was, I don't know, curious about where I was supposed to show up and how I was supposed to show up and what am I supposed to do with my life. And then I realized that my gifts are, is, and all of our gifts are essentially who we are at the core. It's outside of material things. It's outside mm-hmm. of the details of the story. Mm-hmm. It is who we are consistently and, and, you know, how we show up authentically as the greatest expression of ourselves and I realized that I could be prosperous and have a life of passion doing and being funny but I had to make I had to make it so that I still had integrity I had to feel good about how I was using my gifts Mm -hmm. and so that's this conscious comedy piece came into play because I guess I just I, I wanted to be able to use humor to discuss things that otherwise are considered really difficult topics, like living in a group home or a foster home, detention homes. But we can, we really can, like, look into those stories and those details, and there is humor in this human experience. I often call it the humor experience Mm -hmm. because there's tons of opportunity to laugh at our human foibles, you know, and and how we respond to things. Right, and also things way beyond our control. Yes. As well. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, and I use humor a lot. My audience knows that I have kind of a wacky sense of humor, and I <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done an interview on either side where I'm either interviewing or being interviewed where I haven't, like, cracked up or laughed my boisterous laugh. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so important. Um, to, and I love what you say, lightening up enlightenment, because, mm-hmm. you know, we can really take ourselves way too seriously. Yes, and I feel like right now, you know, that's a big thing. There's a lot of metaphysical authors. I love Eckhart Tolle and his work around the ego. In fact, that even brought me to this awareness that I was more than the chatter inside my head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he just calls and asks us to do the work and to observe the mind chatter that's taking place, saying that we're not good enough or that we're better than another person. And that was great, but it also was, very deep and heavy work mm-hmm. and it, it was a heavy read it was a you know it was a a lot to digest and so my intention was and I did this for myself even it wasn't even intended initially to turn into published works and to workshops but it showed up in the way of I'm just going to lighten this up for myself how can I lighten up enlightenment because this <laughs> seems so difficult to grasp yeah and so metaphors metaphors are the way to go it is the it's like the language of the subconscious it the subconscious speaks in images and metaphors and so i just thought okay i'm just going to come up with a, a comedic metaphor for the ego and um and, and that way i can get a hold of it and i can better understand it and have a better relationship with my ego and acknowledge that it's a part of my human experience but it's not inherently who I am, who I be mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I, um, <laughs> I I created this little comical book um, called Egos Are Like Farts, and I know it's really crass. Um, it's comical because, I, you know, I, I'm a clean comedian, but I think oftentimes the two things people never want to talk about in this world are farts and egos. That's like the two <laughs> places no one goes. It's super embarrassing to talk about either one. But there's so many comedic comparisons, and this is what really helped me hone in on the fact that we can lighten up enlightenment. We can laugh our way to this joyful place of just understanding and being. Mm-hmm. And so it's real comical. I'll share a couple with you even right now just to kind of get the ball rolling and so you can kind of see how this begins really hilarious dialogue between folks. But like egos and farts, we can typically tolerate our own, but we can't stand anybody else's. <laughs> and that's always like a recurring theme, you know. We um, we all have our own unique brand, if you will, our unique essence. What some can digest and, and, and handle, others are extremely sensitive to. Mm-hmm. So that could be topics on religion, politics, relationship uh you know, preferences, you name it. So we all have our own unique essence. Um, It also can be very difficult to clear the air after we've expelled our ego or, you Ah, know, flatulence. (laughs) Right? We put these, like, I know people at family reunions, one egotistical outburst was stated, and they haven't talked for, you know, nearly decades. It's crazy. Just because of one egotistical outburst. Um, So that's real comical. And, you know, the ego, it's it's our sense of self. I don't know that it's either good or bad. I believe it comes with the human experience. It's here to help us kind of navigate in survival mode between safety and success. But sometimes it goes 
a little over each side, and it goes beyond success into superiority, and then it goes beyond security into inferiority, where we don't move forward, you know, or on the opposite end of superiority, where we think we're better than another person. And so the ego, yes, it's here to, to guide us and help us make quick survival decisions, you know, does this serve me, does it not? But but the ego tends to add a lot of other kind of primitive chatter and a lot of mm-hmm. kind of gossip in a sense, and and that's not necessarily needed. So in addition to our, our ego and that mind chatter, we do have our higher self or perhaps um, our, our soul, our spirit, our subconscious, you know, whatever relate, rel- is, I don't know, it's just whatever resonates with anyone else, whatever their verbiage is. Mm-hmm. But essentially, we have, we do know, hopefully, we've experienced these moments where we've observed the ego and we see that it's really no different than flatulence. Like, it literally just comes with the human experience and it is not to be given any more, uh, you know, I guess, attention than, than flatulence is. And even that, even farts serve their purpose. They help us digest, right? So the ego helps us digest information in that regard. Mm-hmm. And it helps us ex- expel what doesn't serve us any longer, right? It gets rid of waste. So the idea of the ego, too, just allowing us to rid what doesn't serve us, we should let that kind of come and go as well. Just let it pass through us and not pay it any mind more than we need to. So there, there's all these comedic comparisons and and we're constantly our ego is constantly judging you know is am I better than this am I not good enough for this and sometimes the ego offers us information that's based on old belief systems old stories that we've told ourselves and and it and again this is just perception it might not even be accurate but the ego sometimes is just hot air, which is just like, you know, toots in the sense that it's just hot air. There's no validity there. It's it's nothing of solid fact. Um, so that's always a real a real great one, too. And then probably one of the last um, chapters that is everyone's favorite is Chapter 6, and it's we're quick to blame but not to claim. And it's so common, you know, we're in this big group of people and all of a sudden someone may be at our workplace or at a family reunion again or even in the grocery store, you know, we acknowledge that someone has expelled their ego and we're quick to point it out, we're quick to talk to other people about their ego, but how often is it that we say, hey man, it was me, you know, like how often is it that we acknowledge that we put all this tension in the air, that we, it was our stinking thinking that clouded um, an, an environment or um, an, an experience with other people in that moment. So, you know, just some fun comedic comparisons, and, and we have a lot of fun with them in all these workshops because people start to share where they've shown up and, and, and where their egos have been expelled and what they do is they give them names like just even two days ago I had a friend come up to me in the hallways here at school and say oh I just had a squeaker (laughs) I was like do tell what is a squeaker and I said other than you know the chapter of my next book (laughs) no but I said it isn't but I thought man I got to steal that so I said well what's a squeaker and they just said oh well it's when I got really really nervous and then I started talking in a high pitch <laughs> because I was trying so hard like hard to impress another person and it was my ego trying to impress this person and so I kind of went off and I started to just kind of get higher and higher pitched out of nervousness 
And so I called it the squeaker, and I just thought, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And so it's comical, though, that they were able to identify and observe that that was happening because to observe that, that was their higher self, having the ability to observe that. And then so candidly and comedically express that and share that with me, almost neutral, you know, totally okay with it, to just kind of laugh at human foibles, you know. It's so important. It's really important to be able to, as you said, you know, be that kind of conscious observer uh, or a third-party observer to really be able to get out of ourselves and see that it it is part of just normal experience and it, it doesn't yeah. make us less than or, or anything like that. And I love, you know, the comparison of um, – I was just thinking about the fart comparison to the squeaker. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't help There's it. so yeah. many. Oh, my gosh, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. Like when you're trying to hide it, and then it comes out all really, really high-pitched. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a chapter, too. It's called Did I Just Shart? And it's when we get diarrhea of the mouth. Oh. <laughs> so it's when we essentially, we were, we think we have it under control, and we're maintaining ourselves within perhaps like a, a maybe a relationship is is having a conversation and it's becoming kind of argumentative. And so we're holding back, we're holding back, and then all of a sudden we have this explosion of ego because someone said something that just struck us the wrong way. You know, so, yeah, it's it's the idea of, you know, diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> I know it's a little crass, but I'm telling you, this really opens up dialogue and people are willing to laugh at themselves and realize where this comes into play in their lives, but because we're able to take this jovial approach to it, it's almost just as easy to turn it around and and to not be so hard on ourselves and go, okay, well, that was just like you said, a human experience. It's just part of being human. This is what happens, you know, no different than other bodily functions. It just shows up while we're here in our skin suits, if you will, our God pods. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's I love how you put that about... Um just showing up oh i just lost it what you just said about showing up in our um skin suits skin suits yeah because the we separate our minds somehow from our bodies right. all the time yes and i talk to my clients about this all the time you know that you know i help people deal with their fear and um get out of their own damn way and there's just such a disconnect that we have between our mind, body, and spirit. And yeah. <laughs> so if we can look at it as, as just part of that, it would be so much easier to deal with. And it, it does. It takes out that judgment. It takes out, you know, because you can't help what your body does. And right. Like you can't and we help don't judge ourselves. Does. Right. Right. You know, we're not judging other people when they express their bodily functions. You know, we... Why are we so hard on ourselves? It mm-hmm. is literally just another function of what it's like to be in this vessel, to be having this human experience. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to talk about maybe some of the ego bursts or <laughs> yeah, other, sure. other things that, that you've experienced that have kind of helped you come to some of these um, enlightened epiphanies. Yeah, sure. So I, um, this is really comical. I probably not even a couple of days ago, I was, I had the wonderful opportunity of speaking at this spiritual living center around 
the book's content. And at the end of each chapter, I have what's called consciously crop dusting, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is the idea that we, we do have to filter. We do have to express. That's It's okay. Like our egos are here to express. And no different than the bodily functions like you mentioned. So what we like to include or invite is the idea of consciously crop dusting. If you're going to express, perhaps we filter it through and ensure that, you know, what we're saying is the least offensive to everyone, including ourselves. And so where this really shows up in my life is one of two areas. On the road, I will admit that I... I struggle with people when they tailgate me I have a really hard issue with that Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes all the minute someone pulls up behind me I instantly start the mind chatter just starts going and my ego is like who do these people think they are I'm going two or five miles over the speed limit clearly it's a limit that's why it says limit so why are they trying to push my limits you know my ego just starts taking off and then I almost get to this point where I'm so upset by the idea of them tailgating me that I've completely dismissed the idea that perhaps they are in an emergency, one that I've been in myself, in you know, before. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they miscalculated how fast their coffee was going to run through their system because we all know we've been there before too where it's like, hey, I've got to go to the restroom. Please move, move, move. So that's where it shows up a lot for me, and I have to remind myself to consciously crop dust and to just kind of acknowledge, like, okay, clearly they have somewhere they need to be, and it is both safer for me and more compassionate for me and my fellow being if I just move over and allow them to continue on their way. Only good comes of that. So that shows up a lot for me, and I'll find myself, you know, letting the mind chatter go, but then I observe it, and then I go, okay, like, what's the best way that I could handle this right now? And so... Often on the road it shows up for me. And secondly, it's the internal dialogue. And this is another chapter, chapter five, silent but deadly. And, you know, we all know the SBDs. Like those are, you know, known to be the worst. And silent but deadly shows up in our lives. That's the internal dialogue that no one else even necessarily knows we're expressing. But internally we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that we are, you know, not able to get out of our own damn way. We are in fear or we think we're not good enough, or we, who am I to be this, to do that? Um, so it's that internal dialogue that's silent but deadly. And if we don't express that to a coach like yourself or to a dear friend whose opinion we value or to a mentor, you know, if we don't seek out um, perhaps mantras or affirmations or prayers, whatever that form of um, meditation is for us, that that could get become really toxic because we start to believe those things about ourselves and then we don't have a clear channel for creativity and for us to live our, our passion and our purpose. So I love the premise behind all of your shows, Let's Get Out of Your Damn Way, because it's, it's you know, the silent but deadly dialogue. If nothing else, let's please be compassionate and consciously crop dust our own dialogue. And that's, that shows up for me a lot as well, you know, even here in the middle of a radio interview. It's like, wow, what an honor, you know, and, and I bounce between humility, but then also, you know, gosh, I don't want to be holier than thou, you know, slash, well, let me make sure that I really express this and, and yeah. believe in this. So it's, that's probably where it shows up for me most is on the road mm-hmm. and then, on my purposeful path, metaphorically, um, looking into business and stuff. It's like, how do I present myself in a way that, um, 
you know, is, is the greatest expression but not overly offensive. So that's, that's the two for me where it shows up the most. And that makes perfect sense to me as um, one entrepreneur to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell people it's only in entrepreneurship and dating are we faced with every major insecurity that we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. That's so legit. How comical. Cause, I know. I, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to so, have to process something there. I just ooh, entered the dating ooh, realm, so yeah, that's really oh. interesting. <laughs> So, yeah, so and when I was doing both at the same time um, not too long ago, I'm taking a break now, um, but we, it was just like every every day something was coming up. And as an entrepreneur, especially those of us who are on a, a kind of this spiritual journey, um, meaning that we we don't have a separate life from our business. Our business is our life. Right. Our life is our business. That yeah, we're just, constantly doing the work. 24/7. I know. Exactly, exactly. And if not for clients, for ourselves. And then we're always reflecting after clients. Right. <laughs> of where it shows up in our lives so that we can be better for them the next time they show up in our lives. <laughs> I know. And we need a break. We need we need some comic relief, Stevie, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to, to be able to deal yeah. with all of that constant Absolutely. bombardment of that, that consciousness, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful that that you've come out with this. It sounds brilliant. And I, I just want to give you an opportunity to share because I know you got an opportunity recently to meet um, an author and an idol of yours, and you got to speak oh on a stage that was, like, amazing. So I share, know, so share that. Yeah. freaking out. Oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Well, this is just amazing because this is all about showing up. And Pam Grout, she's the author of E Squared and E Cubed, and it's a bunch of – she's actually author of 17 books, but her number one New York Times best-selling books, E Squared and E Cubed, have these nine experiments you can do in each book to prove that manifesting like miracles and merriment is our full-time gig. And so she really focuses on the law of attraction, but she uses practical ways. She gives you these experiments you can do. And so I began blogging about the experiments that I was doing and and sharing on her blog page where you can comment what was happening. And so she featured three of my blogs, which was remarkable. Um, and, and I was just stoked about that. I mean, that alone was great. But then she also asked, she endorsed Egos Are Like Farts, you know, and here she's the number one New York Times bestselling author, and here I am, you know, uh, just being me. And, um, and and just kind of having fun with this project, and she endorsed it and said that humor is, you know, one of the best ways to deal with our human foibles. And um, in addition, she gave me tickets to come out to her I Can Do It uh, conference in, in Denver, which mm-hmm. is um, it's the Hay House conference that happens annually in, in like three to four different locations. And so I got to go out there, and then once there, she allowed me to come on stage and do conscious comedy for 15 uh-huh. minutes or so all around the book's content. And I got to tell you, that entire room of, you know, I mean, it was upwards of a thousand people. It was, mm-hmm. it was packed. There's people standing. It was huge. It was, I've never, and it was crazy because, my gosh, I've never had the opportunity to speak in front of that many people. And, but it just flowed effortlessly and she totally supported it. And, and, and just the fact that everyone really, they really appreciate it. It was so nice to have a whole room of just hundreds of people, 
you know, upwards of a thousand laughing hysterically at themselves. We were laughing at ourselves as a collective whole. You know, we were laughing at how we show up in this world. And I, I can't help but hope that, you know, maybe they all took a little bit of that um, and then from there kind of went on and, and, and began to consciously crop dust a little bit more so before expelling their their egos, you know. So it was really wonderful. And she's real jovial too, my goodness. You know, she's all about us manifesting merriment and having this childlike wonderment. And I think that um, that's perhaps, you know, like you said, and just even you and I meeting and, and your boisterous laughter and it's like energy attracts like energy. So when we go to this place of, we're we're in harmony with joy and childlike wonderment and merriment. We're having fun. Life becomes more fun. We attract more of that into our lives. And then it just makes this human experience exactly, you know, the the humor experience. It makes it fun. It makes it jovial, easy to digest, pun intended. So it just, you know, I think that like energy attracts like energy, you know, proven by the law of physics. And, And I was so blessed to have her, you know, just, appreciate my new spin you know I imagine it's new but that's the intention is to kind of lighten up enlightenment it make make it this easy to grasp easy to understand thing no different than her um, experiments and and your shows you know like we just got to get out of our own way we just <laughs> and if we could if we could laugh ourselves through that process even better you know Close to the yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> I totally agree with that. And I, I was so like, I know we haven't met, but I've just, I've been so attracted to your energy and just watching your journey over these last, uh, you Aww. know, several months that we've been connected. You, and I'm just, I just love your energy of gratitude about everything that's coming to you and, and all the things that are happening for you. It's just, it's just so awesome. And and I'm just Thank you so, so Likewise, happy to know all you. the things yeah. you're doing. Remarkable. Oh my Thank gosh. You. So inspiring. So inspiring. It's a love fest. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) I do, too. So we are almost out of time, and I knew that was going to happen. It happens so fast, um, these shows, but I want to keep them to a a good time so that people can listen on their lunch hour. Yeah, of course. Before we wrap up, I want to just ask you, uh, to share, again, the name of your book, how people might get in, uh, a copy of that, and how they might also get in touch with you if they want to know more about farts and egos and conscious <laughs> comedy. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, well, I my website is steveann.com, S-T-E-V-I-E-A-N-N-E.com. And the the first book, uh, published book, is Egos Are Like Farts, and it's on Amazon, Kindle, um, all sorts of places. It's all over. It's in a couple bookstores here in Arizona, um, and soon Barnes and Noble. It is electronically at BarnesandNoble.com, so that's wonderful. Uh, or BN.com, I think they go by. And then um, I have a couple of. I have a squeakle coming out instead of a sequel. I have a squeakle <laughs> coming out soon. I knew I was going to use squeaker somewhere. Uh-huh. So um, I have sque- my squeakle is I just shift my cans. And so it's kind of a play on words again instead of, you know, crapping ourselves out of fear and not moving forward. Um, I just shift my can'ts is a comedic approach to conscious self-talk and, and really being our own cheerleaders and moving forward. And then right now, you know, this movie Inside Out just came out. It's such a great animated film, and it focuses on the voices in our head. And mm-hmm. it's perfect timing because I'm getting ready to also publish my children's 
um, approach to egos are like farts, which is called attitudes. And so it'll be the same same spin, um, but it'll be tailored to, to younger folks. And so that'll right. be um, by December. Both I Just Shift My Cans and Attitudes will be just in time for Christmas. So thank you for letting me share that. You're so sweet. Absolutely. So and, and if you can't remember all of that, first of all, you can listen to this show again and again and again. But also yes. go to stevieann.com to get all the details, I bet. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. So before we wrap up completely now, I want to ask you if you have any other last minute, you know, get them in before the deadline tips for the audience on how to get out of your own damn way. Yeah, I think, um, let's see, probably just acknowledging that oftentimes it'll appear as though our ego is in our way. And if we can just observe it and let it pass, cross our paths very quickly, um, and, and just allow just allow that to kind of express how it expresses, not pay it any more mind than we need to, and then continue on our purposeful path, I think we're that much more uh, inclined to do well and to stay on our purposeful path. So really just, you know, it, the ego could get in our way and it could really cloud our path. So just consciously crop dust, filter it, is it a value? How important is it? Is it keeping me safe? Is it keeping me successful? Or is it kind of going off into inferiority and superiority? And if it is, you just kind of escort it off your purposeful path and then you continue. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, all I would offer is to just consciously crop dust and um, allow, for, allow for thoughts to pass so that we can continue on our own damn way. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Craylin. I love your work. I love what oh, you're doing. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you all for listening uh, to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. And be sure to stay tuned for more awesome guests. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creelan Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creelan.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.